Today is Friday, November 15th, 2019, and this is the Loris Women's Leadership Alliance podcast. I am Kayla Schneider, Development Officer here at Loris College, and with me today is Jimmy Naberstek, Director of Marketing, and also Jamie Koval, special guest uh, here. She sits on the Women's Leadership Alliance board and is a 2012 graduate. The Women's Leadership Alliance's mission is to engage women on the Loris College campus and alumni communities, connecting them or reconnecting them with the college with the overall goal of supporting young women who are attending Loris or who wish to attend Loris. If you would like to support the scholarship that has been endowed by the board uh, in the Women's Leadership Alliance and fellow supporters, you can do so at alumni loris.edu forward slash giving and make sure to put Women's Leadership Alliance in the donate or in the de designation field. Um, or give me a call, Kayla Schneider at 563-588-7328. All right, Jamie, Jimmy, uh, Jamie, thank you so much for being here today. And Jimmy, thank you as always for, for moderating this. And uh, Jamie, uh, can you kind of talk to us, our, our past podcasts that we've, our episodes that we've done with folks that I think our listeners should be really enjoying their Loris experience and hearing how how each and every experience is different. So we're glad that you could join us today to talk to, talk to us about your Loris experience. Yeah, for sure. It was the best four years of my life. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it goes by fast. Right. So where are you from again? I know we briefly talked about this a little bit. but Yeah, so I went to high school in Ogden, Iowa, um, which is by Ames, so kind of far from Dubuque, but grew up a lot on the Illinois side of, of the Mississippi River, so mm -hmm. familiar with the mm -hmm. area. Um, and I needed somewhere to go that was far from my parents, mm -hmm. but still in-state. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so then you chose Loris. Yes. That's and good. small. So I came from a high school of 63 people in my graduating class. Um, didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. A lot of my classmates went to Iowa State or mm -hmm. big university um, and dropped out later, and I didn't want that to happen to me. So sure. um, also the first person in my family to graduate high school oh. and then like start the college process. First so, generation student. Yes. So that's awesome. Very good um, experience to come to a smaller school yeah. in that situation. Can so. you talk to us a little bit more about that? Being a first generation student is yeah. probably scary. Uh, um, you're going through the process first, obviously, in your family. Yeah. And so can you kind of talk about that, um, any challenges that you had to overcome? Yeah, for sure. So finances were huge. Mm -hmm. I come from a um, single-parent household uh, with my mom and a brother. So this was a whole new process. She actually went back to school at the same time I did. So it was fun to go through that process mm -hmm. together because we knew about like things like the FAFSA mm -hmm. and how to fill that out together. Mm -hmm. um, and then I got to take a dual, like, dual credit courses mm -hmm. um, in high school. So that helped me out a little bit here as well, and then just kind of like, how do you even get started with this? You mm -hmm. have to apply. Um, didn't really look at cost until the mm -hmm. FAFSA was done and I mm -hmm. could figure out what I needed to do there. Um, but knew I, want, knew I wanted a small school, knew I wanted it a little bit away from the parent, so. <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, and then Loris was a perfect place for you then. And yeah. So when you visited on campus, what was your first impression? So quite honestly, this was a funny story. I, uh, my parents are divorced, so I have one that lives in Clinton, Iowa. And so he came up with me um, to visit. And I had a visit scheduled for University of Dubuque and for Loris. Mm -hmm. Came to Loris first, 
fell in love with it and totally ditched out on my university of Phoenix <laughs> visit. Didn't show up, didn't let them know, nothing. Ghosted them, I think is the term. Um, so that was awesome. But really, like I was walking down the hill, you could see the river, just so beautiful, took my breath away. And like everything I did here, everybody made me feel welcome, um, which was a huge thing that you're looking for when you're a first-gen student, because you want to be included on campus. Um, wanted to know that the community I was coming into was going to be helpful and supportive. So. Absolutely, and we hear yeah. that all the time like with, with alums and even our current students about the community and how supportive the community is, and that yeah. always seems to be a common theme here. So yeah. um, we're happy to hear that it's not losing pace here with your, your story not either. Um, talk to us, so did you know um, what you were going to major in right away, or was that something that came a little bit later too? Yeah, so I wanted to major in um, like media, mm -hmm. communications, and got here, did like the intro to TV production class, dropped that right away because I didn't like it at all. Just wasn't right And there. I was like, well, this isn't gonna work out for me. So <laughs> I have to find something else. Um, was taking social work courses already, and that just, was a natural fit so sure went right up that path well I feel like you have to do that sometimes I mean you had a path that you thought you wanted to go on you have to take those risks and yep. then you realize I mean at least you you knew then that that wasn't the right fit for you and you knew what direction yes. you wanted to go in honestly I think that that is really what college is for to mm -hmm. figure out what you're wanting to go do um, in my current position like I work with colleges now and it is so kind of heartbreaking to see students making these decisions really early and not even giving college a chance because they're like oh I already know what I want to do and I'm going into this specific path mm -hmm. then they get on it and realize they don't want to do that and have to start all over sure like, oh yeah just go take some undecided things and you want to do risks. try it out yeah uh, can you talk to us so you mentioned a little bit what you're doing now but uh, you talk to us what are you doing now where are you yeah so I work at Iowa College Aid um, it's a state agency in Des Moines mm -hmm. for higher ed um, and I actually run a program called Course to College, which is helping high schools kind of implement five different steps to get to college. Um, so we focus a lot on the senior class and because they're taking those steps to get to where they need to be. Um, but we focus on the whole high school. So we're working on like application campaign right now in the fall and FAFSA filing. So um, we provide that data to every high school in the state, which is really awesome. We're mm -hmm. the first state to do that, mm -hmm. so I got to implement that. Pretty awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah that was a big feat. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we do like decision days okay. um, in the spring and then actually getting them there. So we know that students are applying and putting everything um, into going, and then they don't show up in the fall. So sure. we're working to combat that. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So talk to it's a social work merger. Uh, excuse me, a social work major uh, working in that field. Uh, is that tied together or? I believe it is. Um, I think there's a big misconception of what social work is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think of it as um, counseling, therapy, that more like interpersonal mm -hmm. interactions. Um, and I get to work on a wide scale. I work statewide and get to work with really awesome, amazing people that are changing the lives of their students. Mm -hmm. So. To me, it's still very much social work, and you're impacting lives in a much different way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and Jamie, we've been talking not even for eight minutes, and the the, the very surface level of, of, of your life story and how you've gotten to where you are today uh, is, is incredible. How much of that do you think aids you in your everyday role, that you're not just, you didn't just learn about, what you do in your role through books or through right. a classroom setting that that you lived 
you know, yeah. what, what you're preaching. I mean, you're 100%. The, the, it sounds like the students you're meeting with every day are in similar positions to what you were in, uh, you know, just a few years ago. Exactly. Um, when I graduated grad school, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I can walk this walk my entire life, <laughs> and I will preach college forever. Um, so finding this job was, like, amazing. You can probably see me beaming about it. Like, I will 100% always talk about my job. Um, and it's really cool because I do get to focus on the students that are first gen, are low income, are minority students that likely aren't going to make it there otherwise without those steps at their school or without their school counselor supporting them. Um, so that's really important to me as well. But. Yeah, and I hope I hope that you're proud like of yourself oh, yeah. and where you come, <laughs> um, because our first generation students, you know, you work so hard, and and where you might not have uh, your parents or siblings might not have had the opportunity to go to college or really even wanted to take that risk and then you did that and yep. and now you're would you say that's your dream job where you're at right now it is yep so my dream hasn't expanded further yet but I can tell you when I first went to college that was not my dream job mm -hmm. um, and then got into social work and I really wanted to run a mentoring program mm -hmm. so I did that um, here in Dubuque I ran the reach and rise mentoring program at the Y um, for how long uh, for a year and a half and so in the social work world, every a lot of things are grant funded. Mm -hmm. um, so our federal funding was cut for that program. The Y decided to keep it. Uh, but you get burnt out very quickly too. And like I'm seeing really rough situations, not nearly as bad as probably like our DHS social workers, but just in general trying to connect kids to healthy adults to make that relationship happen. Um, so did that and was successful there. And then I was like, what's next? Because mm -hmm. you get your dream job and then mm -hmm. you kind of do it and you rock it for a while. And mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, I got to keep going. You always have to look, yeah, five, ten years ahead. Yeah. So looking, what, what, at the, what is your overall goal? Where for do you working? see yourself? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dream big, Jamie. Well, my boss just resigned. So okay. like, maybe I'll go for a promotion. <laughs> but quite honestly, this she did ask me about this the other day, and it did make me think, because I was like, I'm really stable where I'm at. I really like what I do. I love going into work mm -hmm. um, and getting to do what I get to do. So she's like, this position's coming open. Like, we expect you to apply for it, whatever. It's like, that's great, but I don't know if that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So, because I really enjoy what I'm doing. So I told her, I'm like, I'm kind of in a really sweet spot right now. Everything is going really well. Mm -hmm. In my life, I have good, healthy relationships with family members and mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, I'm kind of just living it up right now, taking a little break of good thinking about what my future will entail. But that's good. Then the opportunity presents itself, and you're like, okay, I have to think about this now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you're doing exactly what I would expect all young people to do. And what do they call that term these days? YOLO? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Talk to us so uh, where you're at now in um, in your in your current career. Talk to us like how did your Loris experience get you to where you are today? Um, were you involved a lot yeah. in school? So I actually came um, hoping to play volleyball. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's another piece that attracted me. We got the athletic wellness center built mm -hmm. the year that I started. So. I did not have to do any volleyball work in Graver, um, which was really nice because it's not air conditioned or anything. So, well, I don't know if it is now, but it wasn't then. So, <laughs> got to do that. Um, quickly learned that I would not be making it very far in volleyball, um, like as far as playing and mm -hmm. couldn't keep up and whatever. I came from a very small team, didn't expect to get too far there. Um, but asked the coach, like, how can I still be involved? Because I love volleyball and still want to be part of that team. 
Um, so I got to be team manager for the rest of my college career, which was really cool because you get to kind of sit back, still be uh, my best friend is from that team. Mm -hmm. um, just got to stay with her last night because oh, nice. I visited. And so, yeah, um, all of my like really good relationships came out of that in being here. Um, all of my college roommates that I had here, still very good friends with. Um, yeah, it's like we have our own little family of people. Your so own community. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> I was like, I started and then I went off. <laughs> well, it's okay because quite frankly, I forgot what my question was. But awesome. um, I think you did a nice job on that. But uh, do you come back for homecoming? I do. And I've only missed one since I've graduated. Was it because this past of homecoming? No, I was at this one. Oh yeah, that's right. But we missed each other. Yeah, I wasn't planning to actually come up for it, but every, all of the roommates did. So yeah. I was like, I guess I have to be there. Yeah. So, okay. And can I, I say this? That that's the FOMO. Yeah. FOMO, fear of missing okay, out. For okay. those of you at home, yeah. yes. <laughs> that is a serious thing. I am so much like that. Um, even in my work. So my coworkers, they also go out to schools, and I'm like, oh, I want to go with you because I'm missing out on whatever's <laughs> happening there. And they give me a really hard time. Yeah, that's so. funny. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, so talk to us. So while you were here at Loris, who, was, who had the biggest impact on your life? And this can be, this could be your friend, this could be a coach, this could be a professor, your advisor, and whatnot. Yeah, I'd say um, some several key people. So Nancy Fett big influence on um, choosing social she work. She got as to major. be on the board. Yeah, she recruited me right into that. Um, and she was just so easy to talk to, especially when you are, I mean, I set my, I purposely set myself far away from the family, but she was very easy to connect with and make sure that I was kind of taken care of here. Um, same with Coach, uh, Coach K mm -hmm. at that time, but mm -hmm. Coach Bear now. Um, and I think she's coaching at Lindmar High School now, so I'm still connected to her. Um, but throughout all of college, I could just go to her office and cry if I needed to cry mm -hmm. or whatever, like, because I was going through lots of stuff, lots of changes um, here just as a person. So she just allowed for me to be be what I needed to be mm -hmm. at the time. So nice. Um, and then some very key friends, Kelsey Smith, best friend um, for life. Yeah, now I think we met in 2008 and we just realized like, oh my God, it's been over 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Not only aging ourselves, but also mm -hmm. like everything is just a really good relationship there. And she has always pushed me to do more, pushed me to be more involved. She was very involved herself. Um, and even as we have both grown in careers, we push each other, like go for that promotion, um, do that project, do whatever it is that's going to make you um, reach higher and do better. Mm -hmm. So. She's very influential in my life. That's good. And it's, it's, it's important to have those people yeah. uh, to push you so you don't stay complacent. And yep. you have, uh, really, it helps challenge you. So yeah, helps really um, make you the person that you, you are and want to be. So yep. kudos to your people yeah. because we're grateful to have you on the Women's Leadership Alliance Board. You're a terrific asset to, to that and, and everything that they set out to do. So. I think this was a great idea. So I'm going to just like walk into the Women's Alliance because when I came to college, the age you are, I think, like just being a woman and in our world today, you're very competitive and mm -hmm. you're always competing almost against each other. Mm -hmm. So bringing in the Women's Alliance really like, as the older I got, the more I realized we need to support each other in what we're doing, no matter what that is. And if we're going for, um, I always tell Kelsey, like, if we were ever going for the same job, of course I would want you to go for that. and just because we're competing against something doesn't mean we can't support each other in that. So I think this alliance does a really nice job of that. 
um, and really shows that the college cares about women supporting women, yes. Duhok supporting Duhok. Yes, so. absolutely. You said it perfectly, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, women have come so far, and it seems like they fought for so much as far as equal rights, equal pay, you yes. name it, um, that we really, we, we thrive. Women thrive when we're supporting each other rather than right. talking behind each other's backs and, yep. and all that stuff. So um, really, I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you yeah. um, you do see that and feel that within the Women's Leadership Alliance yep. as well because that's important. And in my experience, I, I think when you're able to introduce women who are confident in, in their work or their, their knowledge on a subject matter, it really does enhance the overall, mm-hmm. uh, the team atmosphere. And, and we see that with our advancement team, we see that uh, um, you know, I, I would say I would love to see more of it here with our marketing team, but we see it in so many different areas on campus that um, you know we have some extremely uh, <clears throat> smart and and impactful women on this campus mm-hmm. that that every day make a big impact. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 grateful here for us <clears throat> to have such powerful women and yes. strong voices. Uh, great mentors, um, so many mentors to choose from. It is from. so amazing to see how many emerging women we have in leadership Mm -hmm. like our scholarship helps just get them to the next level i feel like financially and like historically speaking women financially are always like backed up Mm -hmm. so we got to help them rise up above um so yeah i am super proud that we have this alliance going yeah it can support our women that way yeah well thank you and if there's a there's one thing that you could uh any advice that you could give current students uh, current female students or any any student uh at all about uh how they can make the most of their lord's experience similar to what you did what would you what would you say i would say to try everything um be the yes person i am it can bite you in the ass later, but <laughs> if I need to re-record that, I can. <laughs> um, if you say yes to everything, you get exhausted. But coming to a college, like that's kind of the point. You're putting yourself out of your comfort zone to do that, um, and you have to have some resiliency built up to be able to say yes to everything. And it's not always going to go your way and whatever. Um, but if you don't get involved, you don't know what's out there. So I, um, I studied abroad my junior year. Um, that was the most life-changing experience, and I would not have gotten that if I wasn't here and trying new things as well. Um, after I came back from that, that really kind of solidified the social work piece for me, but I also changed like who I was as just a human being. Um, I was very set in my ways, very strict with myself, very disciplined, mm-hmm. um, had certain, like it was kind of black and white for me. And social work is very gray, so I was already challenging myself there. But coming back, you just kind of realize like, humans are humans, things happen, and that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's beyond your control, and I would have never really probably picked that up if Mm -hmm. I didn't have that experience. So I've become such a better person and adult than Mm -hmm. I think I would have become had I not done that. That's awesome. Well, we love to hear that. And and Jamie, for you, you know, looking forward now, the next couple years, um, hopefully we're able to to, to keep you involved with the LWLA, and as I know you've already done some great work there with that group. Um, But do you have you know, maybe a goal or a, a vision or, or of what maybe the LWLA could look like in two to three years? Yeah, so I, I um, when we first started, I had, so I'm all about mentoring. Like if you have mentors in your life, you're always going to be set ahead because you have people to look up to um, and to kind of guide you through experiences that you may have not already been through. Um, so I would love to see our group get more involved with the mentoring piece. Um, I'm in Des Moines, so it's a little more challenging, but I would love to like, figure out a way to connect that and make that happen, even with the um, uh, career, 
for your learning, the cell office, mm -hmm. the, the, cell office. the center for experiential okay. learning. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Um, I know Jenny Weber actually had my mentoring job before um, before I had it, so I kind of took her position when she came over here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great way to start working with women, mentoring them, and kind of getting that set up. And I know that our alumni want to be engaged that way too. Um, it's something more meaningful they can provide than donating. I mean, we all want to donate too, but it's a different way to Right, no, absolutely. And uh, you hit it on the nose there. And uh, being in Des Moines, uh, you probably feel like that you probably aren't as engaged with yeah. the students, which is why. So we do have a LinkedIn group, which I believe yep. you're, you're part of. And, and if we could continue to, to grow that in popularity, the idea is, is that maybe we could help out with networking and mentoring in that yes. sense. If we have events on campus here where we might have uh, a student in a social work major or a major that uh, connects well with one of the board members, that we'd be able to connect them as well. Um, specifically so important for those uh, members on the Women's Leadership Alliance that aren't local. Um, and I think this podcast is a good way uh, for us to be able to get that out there as well to, right. to help market that. So um, as we continue to grow, that is definitely one of the, the goals is to be able to help and support students at, at that level yeah. as well. I know we're moving in that direction yeah. too. Yeah. So I'm excited to yeah. see the future of it. Yeah, me too. And Kayla will never hear her from me. <laughs> Good. Yeah, good. I don't. I don't think we yeah. want to lose you. So that's. <laughs> I'm, you I'm good with that. Like, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm here to stay. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, good. Uh, what? Do you have anything else? No. I just. Uh, do we? Who's our next guest? Okay. Community? So, uh, um, coming up here on uh, November twentieth, uh, you mentioned Nancy. Uh, she. Uh, we will be. Having, she will be joining us um, on the PAC podcast. Nancy is a 1990 graduate. And then on December 4th, we will have Melissa Wagner. She is a 2009 graduate. Um, she just celebrated her 10-year reunion. Cool. So we have a lot of exciting conversations coming up. Um, also, uh, just a, a plug here. I have to do it. We are uh, getting close to 100 days away to Dewhawk Day. Um, today, we are 117 days away. Uh, Dewhawk Day will be Wednesday, March 11th, 2020. Mark your calendar. So I love Dewhawk Day because it usually falls the same week as my birthday. Good. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I get to celebrate myself and being in Dewhawk. It's the best <laughs> week ever. Yes, it really is. So yes, mark your calendar and do keep a lookout. We will have a women's challenge similar that we've had in the, couple, the last couple years um, to help uh, promote the Women's Leadership Alliance as well. So uh, Jamie, thank you again for being here today. We are great for you um, as an alum, as a supporter, um, as a, a board member of the Women's Leadership Alliance and grateful for your voice. Jimmy, thank you again. Um, and that's a wrap.